All right, before we begin today's episode, we wanted to go ahead and give a shout out to our patrons over at Patreon. Yeah, these are our sponsors and keeping the lights on here at Wisconsin Drunken History. And our first new one is Rock the Green. Lindsay Stevens, yeah, has been helping us out the yeah. last year. We've got some really good interviews, probably more professional interviews than we normally get, you know, besides exactly. like breweries, and stuff, which is really awesome. I mean, it kind of differentiates the show. It really does. And of course, we have Eric Sari, Andy Herbrandt, Lauren L., Paul C., and Hanson Screen Printing. Eric, cue up that intro music. Hey, welcome to the Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. We are your hosts, Eric Sturgeon. And I'm Russell Sorry. This podcast is about all things Wisconsin, history, music, culture, and beer. Although we don't often use strong language, the content is not intended for young audiences, so listener discretion is advised. If you love the bluegrass music you hear in this intro, please check out Dang It's from Madison, Wisconsin by visiting their website, dang-its.com. Now on to the show. All right. Welcome back to another edition of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast, your weekly dose of the Dairy State. We are, of course, your hosts, Eric. And I'm Russ. And hey, we are in October, and we always love to focus on some really cool stuff, obscure, strange, you know, uh, random occurrences from the state of Wisconsin uh, that all kind of have to deal with Halloween, you know, oh, yeah. the occult and the spooky and the weird. So, uh, you know, we want to keep that true. We know we missed uh, the October 3rd, but that was an episode that we had been planning for quite a while oh, yeah. and didn't even really think about when it would be released, but Hey, we're going to give you an extra Halloween episode that I think will actually go into November. Yeah, the cool thing so, is it's going to be right on like the 31st, I think, when it's released, yeah. to be honest, which so is super cool. So. It's going to be great either way, uh, but we wanted to kick this uh, this Halloween series off for 2021 uh, with a really cool uh, story, uh, uh, you know, like a, a cryptid, if you will, still uh, a monster uh, that is very similar to like the Kraken or yeah. or Nessie, you know, yep. uh, and this one is, uh, hey, right in Devil's Lake. And you may have heard of it. It's the Octopoid Sea Kraken. Is that right? Yeah. It's is it Octopod? The, also or known as just the Devil's Lake monster, more yeah. commonly referred to. Or just like a guy who's a uh, regular at, uh, you know, Nig's Bar. I yeah. mean, it could be a guy just swimming with a whole bunch of dildos stuck to his back, and just hanging like tentacles out. Like, <laughs> it's, it's just a guy who had way too many beers downtown oh, yeah. uh, uh, in uh, in Baraboo area. in Baraboo area, yeah. yeah, Wisconsin Dells. Uh, so, hey, you know, and then he goes swimming to shower off, and people are just like, "Whoa, what is this that? Guy's weird. This guy's nuts." So. Before we really jump into that story, we, of course, want to just go ahead and uh, uh, let, thank you guys for listening and uh, and, and everything that you do. Uh, we've had a lot of individuals reach out and, and uh, um, not only give us, uh, you know, really good feedback, but also just let us know uh, new stuff that they want to hear. And uh, we really encourage everybody to do that. Our website uh, WisconsinDrunkenHistory.com. That's where you can find all the contact information. Uh, you can send an email right through that site. So uh, best place to go. Hey, and while you're there, go shopping. We've got the T Public site uh, link right on there where you can find 
all of your Wisconsin Drunken History merchandise with our logo and uh, hey, sweaters and sweatshirt. It is that weather now, uh, at least generally until about eight or nine o'clock in the morning. And then all of a sudden, I don't know what the hell happens. It turns 80 degrees. Yeah, everyone, we just want to say thanks. <laughs> uh, it was great to meet a lot of you at the fifth anniversary. We had a blast. Yeah, dancing third space. It up helping out as much as we could it was an amazing you know. time yeah yeah we met a lot of fans out there it was so cool to meet a lot of you guys and actually see your faces not just having to listen to us i all know the time, so yeah we got a chance to meet a perba and uh that was that was amazing because i you know uh for for the last year and a half or whatever that we've been doing this uh there hasn't really been live events yeah. so this was really our first opportunity it seemed uh to uh, physically meet some of you in person which was great and then all of the individuals that we've been working with yeah. on these uh special episodes with rock the green we got a chance to meet all of them from all of the the different nonprofits and different organizations and, the roddy roddy will piper will piper blogger Lindsay. will piper uh so yeah, it, it was, was great very cool so thank you for sh- uh, for showing up and and uh, supporting uh, valley week in third space that that was amazing. So, hey, we also wanted to say that uh, we do still have our Patreon and we encourage anybody uh, to, hey, if you're really digging it and you want to help support uh, keeping the lights on and the servers running and things, uh, that's one of the best ways to do it. Otherwise, word of mouth. Also, uh, rate, like, subscribe, review and stuff on the Apple podcasts and all that. Um, that's all, you know, stuff that, hey, we've said on a million shows. We're probably going to continue to say on all the ones coming up. So, hey, along with the Sea Kraken, the Devil's Lake Monster, this episode is going to have very special music from a close friend of ours uh, in a band called Nautilus, uh, which is going to be great, and it's going to be very Halloween-themed. It's heavy. heavy. You guys are going to be listening to this and, and think... Am I going through a haunted house? Might. You might be. So. Uh, and then we also have a very special interview with Runaway Micropub and Nano Really excited about this one. Actually, our, yes. some of our fans are telling us about this coming up in Burlington. And yeah. They said this is a really awesome place we need to check out. So we're yes. really excited to have them on the show. So. Yeah. This is going to be a, a, a really hot one. So, Russ, why don't you tell me a little more about this Devil's Lake monster? Yeah. So there was like a, a report that I had to report on. Um, I have to first thank uh, Rob Morphy of the Cryptonaut Podcast. He's like a writer of a lot of these cryptonauts things and he actually covered a lot of wisconsin just weird occurrences that happened here so shout us to rob thank you um so for those that don't have yet to visit devil's lake state park it is a place of beauty and i highly recommend any of you go and check it out with about 30 miles of hiking trails and located on our large ice age national scenic trail it is a 360 acre park featuring bluffs and some of the best views you're going to see in Wisconsin, especially right now with the leaves changing. Yeah. Holy smokes. And 360 acres is is no small you know property. This is big. Oh, and actually, before we keep going, I just want to say uh, we had one of our listeners, Kim, uh, anytime I say holy smokes, you got to drink a beer. Yeah, it's a new game that we You, you might have to discussed. slam a beer. You might have to grab a fridge brick, David crack Gruber it, go it. down, David Gruber it. So yeah, you hear the holy smokes, yeah. you know what you need to do there. So <laughs> you're going to be bombed by the end of these. Yeah, podcasts. you're going to be done. <laughs> so this is all due to uh, the carving of the park from the uh, last Ice Age receding and giving us this amazing area. It has swimming beaches, paddling, hiking, camping, climbing, picnic areas. They have a gift shop, small restaurant, and just one of my favorite vi- places to visit. Husker do's, husker don'ts, with, with or, or without, without the scooter stick. <laughs> That's all you carry is snakes and sparklers. <laughs> That's what I like. <laughs> That's all I like. <laughs> I may suggest going uh, after Labor Day. 
uh, when things start to settle. Because sure. in the summer months, uh, the park sees upwards of 3 million visitors a year. So if it's you want to avoid a lot of the crowd, go after Labor Day. It seems to kind of taper off a little more. Right. You're not getting that Chicago crowd, Illinois crowd coming up. Mm. It's more of just like the local Madison people that go out there to hike. So it's a lot more tame than going in a summer month. Friendly Illinois bastards. <laughs> Woo. So, so just as uh, a local's knowledge, and you can get to see the leaves change color, like I said. Uh, this, the views are spectacular. You can go up on the East Bluff. You can see over the entire thing. Um, you can see the Devil's Rock and look out at the water, and you can just see all the colors, especially right now. Everything's kind of changed. It's a good time if you can get out there in the next couple weeks. I think now for most of the state is peak. And yeah, then in, in the next couple weeks, it's going to sort of start to die down. My drive up to the studio is pretty damn colorful. So nice. It's pretty, it's pretty awesome. So though we don't t- want uh, to scare any of you of going into the depths of the water, um, but we want to talk about the horror that lies beneath the water. Maybe some of you seen it. Maybe some of you haven't. And if you have seen it, you probably not a lot. So <laughs> <laughs> let's just be honest. Yeah, if you did see it, you didn't live to talk about it. Exactly. So originally, the area was known to the Native American tribes um, of the area. The Sioux called this area Mde Wakan, which translates roughly to mystery or bad spirits. And some experts think it's more closely related to sacred or sacred water. Okay. Um, the whole chunk, uh, sometimes referred to it as the Dewa Kun Chunk or sacred lake. Yes. And the Nakota tribes um, called it Mine Wakin or Bad Spirit or Mystery Lake because it's unknown. It's like in the middle. It's like in the middle of nowhere, right? Like yeah. This lake is just kind of surrounded by cliffs and it's right. kind of hidden. I mean, if you didn't know it was there, you wouldn't see it because the tree lines, it's forested. So you would never be able to see this. Right, right. And the white settlers soon began to arrive to the area in uh, the middle of the 1800s and then started to call it the more recent name Devil's Lake. So the first story comes to us from the Nakota Sioux tribe, and uh, the story goes that a chief assembled a bunch of young warriors to go out on a late-night hunting trip on the lake to secure food consisting of fish and the local fauna that is known to the area. The team slipped the canoes late at night where the moon would shine brightly off the lake, lighting their way to spot where the fish could be caught. After doing some fishing, a break in the water and splashing would startle the group as a flurry of tentacles broke the surface. Gripping the canoe and capsizing the boat into the brackish waters, it began pulling and thrashing the man who was terrified and screaming to alert other canoes and the men who were still gathering on its shoreline for help. Hmm. The men rushed to his aid, but all the men could see was the movement of the tentacles splashing and thrashing when all of a sudden it would stop and the man was never seen again and the lake would once again turn to the calm Right. Devil's Lake. A glass. A glass. Like what they say, yeah. Just just crazy, though. That's wild. And, you know, some of these stories, like, I don't know for sure, but I, I wonder if sometimes some of these are to scare off some of the settlers, too, at the time. But, sure. you know, you never know. I mean, there's a lot of Native American lore and legends you can, you can read about, such as the Thunderbirds and all that well, stuff. Well, if you imagine uh, the individuals who uh, who frequented this lake, uh, they, I mean, they lived by this lake. This provided yeah, exactly. them their water, it provided them uh, their fish and other nutrients, and... Uh, I'm I'm assuming that, like you said, this could have been a tale told to scare away other individuals from coming and stealing, you know, their their bountiful feast from the seas. You know, the only one, uh, the only reason I think is kind of the next reason why I think this one, like, there might be some truth to this one because uh, the surviving members of the tribe would pay homage to their fallen brothers by holding a festival every year and place gifts and animal sacrifices into water to appease whatever took their fallen comrade down to the depths. Oh. So it would, it wouldn't continue or happen again. They hope right. this would be okay. Just chill this guy out. Yeah. To this day, the traditional 
the tradition does continue, but does not have like sacrificing animals and is more modernized picnics and a celebration of the tribe legends and traditions. And the next story that actually happened on this lake, it's another monster, kind of more of your plesiosaur, kind of Loch Ness monster looking. It's like a brontosaurus with flappers. Yeah, like you know an what eel, I'm saying? Yeah, know. yeah, like a, a creep dog with yeah. some flip flip dogs. On. Oh, yeah, because I guess, yeah, you're okay. So, yeah, Nessie wasn't necessarily an eel. It just it had like, a very long giraffe neck. Yeah, I mean, the best like way to put saying, it, it's okay. literally a brontosaurus with flippers instead of legs. I mean, that's right. basically what a plesiosaur is. So Wow. Yeah, so the next story comes from the Christian missionaries who came to the area and arrived on the shore and were greeted by the Nakoda. The Nakoda described to the missionaries of the monster they dubbed Hokua, a large fish-like creature that was exposed on the muddy banks of the area. The animal being described more of a plesiosaur, or for those that don't know, like we said, the Loch Ness Monster is probably the best way to describe it. Everybody yeah. knows Nessie, right? Yep. So the entire tribe, of course, were startled, just watching the creature as it flopped and rolled and writhed, trying to free itself from the exposed muddy bank. And due to the legend, not even the bravest of men would approach uh, the creature and believed it to be an unt, an unktiz zina, or evil spirit infused with a lizard beast. Ah. And after watching it for days, it was eventually able to free itself from the banks and would return to the depths of the lake. But since the 70s, sightings of the large creatures on the lake have been reported. Even today, there's been some more recent ones. And so next time you uh, go to this lake, uh, keep an eye out and ear open for uh, any of these beasts and be careful paddling to the depths of uh, Devil's Lake. So, Eric, what are your thoughts on these? Like, do you have any take on what the heck is going on here? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, within, you know, the last, uh, uh, especially since the last Halloween series when we kind of talked about all the different occult and weird stuff, uh, you know, is it is it just you know, tales told in order to scare kids or, or scare other settlers from, you know, uh, you know, settling on their property or you know, whatever. But uh, also it could just be drunks. I mean, <laughs> drunks. Yeah. Who knows, know. man? Uh, and, and also, I mean, if you've if you've been, you know, fishing early in the morning before or late at night, if you've ever just taken a walk down by uh, any lake, there are fish that will, you know, jump out of the surface of the water and uh, turtles that do the same damn thing. I, I mean, I always kind of lean towards the, there's an explanation for everything. I am too. So. And it's not, you know, this uh, monster, you know? So it's kind of cool. We have two monsters, kind of more of a Nessie creature and more of an octopoid creature. Right. And, uh, you yeah, know, the tentacle damn thing is that's wild. I heard recently about the Loch Ness Monster. There was a, a theory that... I don't know if anyone has seen a whale wang, but it kind of looks like the Loch Ness Monster head when it's out of the water. Like, it's a beef. So like, you think it's a, a think whale, it's a whale dick. turned upside down. Yeah, just showing, his, just showing, showing his, his package. Whoa. Check this bad boy out. Yeah. And, you know, maybe he's just hung like the whale horse or whatever you know he's just like the man of the lake he's just showing and i mean who am i to try to disprove that you know? <laughs> i don't want to disprove that you I, know? Don't. I don't know what i'm not going to grip on it and make In sure fact, what it is you know is that the explanation we've all been looking for is it a whale dick it's everything's a whale probably dick. just a whale that is well endowed yeah he just might have a sweet package like all these sea <laughs> serpents and stuff like maybe they're just huge whale wangs hanging yeah. over the water you know i mean i don't want to find out i'm not going to get squirted on. i'm just trying to get through the water right like <laughs> I don't need to get the ski yeah. on my 
I'm shoes. not. I'm not trying to confront this whale. Yeah, right? I'm not confronting the Loch Ness not, monster or a dick. I'm not like, going to get gonna... into a pissing match with this guy. All right, uh, cock or Loch Ness, not touching it. Yeah, so let's cockness, just, uh, cockness monster. <laughs> oh, smash! That's awesome. So, all right, that's going to conclude in the main segment, and uh, now on to our music segment. So yeah, uh, our music segment today, as we kind of mentioned at the top of the show, uh, is uh, a close friend of ours from uh, high school. And uh, uh, that's Brian McCabe. Yeah, awesome guy. Um, I know he has his photography right now, yes. Brian McCabe Photography, where he's uh, capturing these amazing photos at the Sylvie, the Majestic, you know, just just yeah. phenomenal. I mean, the guy is like an artist when it comes to photography. Yeah, so absolutely. And, if you and need to hire him, I'd recommend it for weddings or whatever. He's for sure. Un- un- incredible. The, yeah, the... the uh, the, the absolute amazing still images that are, are somehow brought to life just by, you know, even though they're they're not, it's not a video, but you can totally tell the emotion and uh, all of all of the the different uh, senses just by looking at this picture. Oh, yeah, you're almost brought to that that concert or whatever. So. I'm- um, and, and plus for me, like the band name is fucking awesome, right? Like, yeah. like who doesn't love a Nautilus, the, like that mollusk, you know, crazy shelled creature that's like prehistoric looking. Right, right. Not only that, but from 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, uh, Captain Nemo's ship was called the Nautilus, the which Nautilus, is yeah. completely badass. Like I love yeah. like nautical themed stuff. I love underwater exploration type stuff. So it's just a cool name and I think it fits them really well. I mean, um, you are uh, you've always, you know, been a seaman, so I am a seaman. So, <laughs> but yeah, these guys are from uh, the Janesville area. Yeah. Um they're kind of a little heavier and uh, we're really excited to give it to you. So maybe uh, keep your uh, Halloween spirit Hell alive. Yeah. And, and what's the name of this tune? So this is Nautilus. Um the, the tune is Gluttony and the Time Left Behind. Drive! 
I feel like I just got my ass kicked. It was super good. Yeah. Like it was it was awesome. It's cool to have like a well, variation love of about, music, you know, especially on this show. I was so. just gonna say. I mean, I mean, I I think, you know, from from our initial you know uh, conception of of you know this podcast and what we kind of wanted to do, uh, one of the biggest things that we that we wanted to feature was different local music, and we wanted to do that in a variety of of different styles and genres. We didn't want to just stay in in this center lane of uh you know the the bluegrass folk and indie, and, or yeah, indie and, yeah, and, yeah, exactly. and things that you know we're really really into uh but all these other things that that we can uh we can certainly appreciate and we know that our fans listen to a variety of different music as well exactly. so uh we wanted to bring you uh not only hey a, a, a close personal friend of ours uh to you know introduce that music to you if you hadn't already heard it but also, hey, this is just a really great band from, you know, the the Janesville, Madison area. So check them out. Nautilus, uh, you know, if, if they're playing out live, definitely go to their shows. I, I know they're full of energy. So it's going to be an absolute awesome time. Oh, yeah. So uh, Russ and I had mentioned uh, at the top of the show as well that we had recently been out at Third Space for their five year anniversary. And that was... Uh, it was a partner event with uh, a bunch of different individuals, but most notably with Rock the Green, who Russ and I have worked with Rock the Green, uh, Lindsay Stevens. And uh, it, during that, you know, the the uh, the third space brewing likes to uh, kind of give back to a nonprofit. And that uh, that was Rock the Green this year. Yeah. So uh, they brewed a very special uh, juicy IPA beer uh, called Rock the Green IPA, and uh, they had that available at the event, and then they also had uh, uh, select six-pack cans uh, to go as well, and they might still have some there, but that's been uh, a couple weeks ago now, and uh, it's an absolutely great beer. Russ and I are having one right now. Um, the, the cool thing about this beer, too, is uh, Rock the Green, uh, our third space, actually, 25% of the sales were going back to Rock the Green, exactly. which is huge. And so I hope they did really well on this. But this one is, like Eric said, a juicy IPA coming in at 6.8% ABV. Um, the can's really cool, first off. So it's kind of yeah. like your green color, kind of like your sustainable green marketing color. Yep. has cool trees on it. You know, obviously the third space logo. Just just an all-around really good beer. Yeah. I mean, what, what are you getting from this thing? What, what are you tasting here? Yeah, so uh, again, very it's a it's a very good juicy IPA. Uh, it has a, a little bit of a softer kind of mouth feel, uh, not not exactly like harsher or sharp uh, on on the tongue, and a little grapefruit, which I think yeah. is. Definitely, you know, the, definitely the citrus citrus notes I'm getting for right. sure right off the bat. Um, I'm also getting like a like a maybe a little smoother feel to it. So I don't yeah. I, I think they were saying that it, they were kind of brewing with oats this time to kind of take off that edge of the IPA. Right. And I think it does really well for like the mouthfeel. Kind of has a smoother taste, smoother back finish. Yeah. 
Um, a gr- very good beer, um, brewed with traditional and cryo hops, which we've talked about before. We have, yeah. Um, yeah, just, just, just amazing beer, and uh, it was just. Man, I drank so many of these things. That was my. Problem. It was a. It's like everyone kept buying me them because of all of our fans were like, "Oh yeah, here you gotta have no." Well, and I was like, "Holy smokes, bud!" And the other like, thing, you know, when you're at an event at a, a you know, a, a brewery like this that crafts really great beers, a lot of times it's not necessarily uh, their ales or you know pilsners or anything that you're super into. I mean, the IPAs are what they're known for. And Eric, you tried the five-year anniversary one too. Yeah, that, so, that was pretty good. And we'll we'll probably do that on a, on an upcoming episode as well because uh, I did bring uh, a couple of those bottles home, and uh, it is. It, I mean, we'll we'll discuss it's, it more, but it is it it's drops an awesome some bowls. I mean, a, it's pretty strong. Exactly. It's, it'll this wreck thing, you. But. This thing is the people's elbow for beers. So but it's super good. Yeah. Again, if you can get this, head down there or uh, see if you can find it. It's called yeah. Rock the Green Juicy IPA. Phenomenal yeah. beer. I, I highly recommend it to anyone who's who's trying to branch out or get into these IPAs and try them. A really good beer. You know, minor on the bittering units. I'm guessing kind of yeah. middle of the road here, 65, 68. Kind of. Right. They, I think they kind of nailed that. Like kind of central. Well, because you IP don't want to. You know, you don't want to. You know, uh, completely crush on that bitterness always. You Which know, is that's completely where, dry. That's where like, you've got uh, doubles and triples also for. You know. Yeah, yeah. You don't want that cotton mouth like yeah. when you get some of those IPAs. But again, rock the green juicy IPA. Check Third it out. space, another home run. All right, folks, you know what that means. The infamous, how many locos you wear. Yeah, it is another article about an unfortunate, uh, you know, mistake made by a Wisconsin resident. So this one is in Mount Pleasant. Uh, It is a a Racine man is charged with his fifth OWI. Oh, my. After allegedly hitting a vehicle in Milwaukee County before being arrested in Racine County. Oh, wow. So we got a runner. Oh, Barb. He's Holy a runner. God. He's a track star. Can you believe um, this happened? So according to the criminal complaint, uh, deputies were dispatched to southbound Interstate 94 uh, for a vehicle that reportedly hit another car and then continued driving south into Racine County at about 6 p.m. And this is back in December on the 20th. Uh, the complaint updated the uh, uh, or the complainant rather updated deputies on the car's location. Uh, so he's this person's actively pursuing as as a as a bystander. Oh wow! I mean, this is this, this is good has, stuff this, here. Yeah, yeah. Vigilante, uh, <laughs> Batman style. So uh, so as he's uh, following this individual, he's giving the nine one one or or you know whatever dispatcher the uh, current location and the whereabouts of this vehicle. So along with his driving, uh, uh, the car also pulled into Quick Trip on the corner of the East Frontage Road. Uh, that's on Highway 20, and that's where uh, law enforcement had pulled him over. Wow. Couldn't have been pulled over in a better spot, though. Oh, no, at least you can You're get like, a, Can I, got, I get in there and I can, can get I, some... Can I get the glazer before I go to jail? Right, yeah. All right, yeah. That's the best way to do it, right? So the uh, driver, uh, who had been identified uh, properly, had a, had a driver's license and stuff... It had some red eyes uh, that were definitely watery and definitely glossy. Ooh, wow. Um, he might have been smoking some of that uh, he may have green, been. too. He well. might have been on, on, the, on top of the booze. The old devil's lettuce there. <laughs> Holy um, cow. 
deputies reported uh, that they could smell alcohol coming from the vehicle. Oof. So this vehicle's drinking too, which is awful. Yikes. You don't ever want to get a car that drinks. Um, so the, uh, the this actually happened on the 2300 block of Thor Avenue uh, where the uh, driver was asked to get out of the car and take a sobriety test as well as a preliminary breath test. Uh, he did not pass any of the tests and blew a .108. Ooh. So we've got some really yeah. good information on yeah, this Yeah, actually, we got a lot of information. We don't so. usually get all of the checklist. So uh, after reportedly stating he had been drinking uh, and had a drinking problem, oh, okay. uh, the individual was arrested for operating a vehicle while impaired. Uh, and uh, that is his fifth OWI, like we mentioned. Uh, and those other previous offenses happened in the year 2000, 2006, 2008 and 2013 okay um so russ we've got pretty much everything yeah we, we, need. we got everything we need here um so yeah 0.108 gives a good indicator um obviously yeah. he's not he, he has a drinking problem he states it right out yeah he says he's like i'm drunk i like right drink out. a lot yeah yeah so and uh, the red watery eyes, there might have been some lettuce involved, some of the uh, devil's green, if you will. And, may- and maybe he's on a binge, you know. He's uh, just going he's huge. Been, he's been drinking for, you know, more than just today. And uh, that can cause, you know, red watery eyes, glossy kind of. Point one oh eight at 6 p.m. So he started reasonably early afternoon. Like, and, he's, and he's been carrying it for a while. Yeah, he's been he's been he's been feeling it. He's pr- he's coming down with those red watery eyes, too. That's you the know, thing. So That's he's the coming down. down. So this isn't even peak season here. I was just going to say, so you know, at at the height of his day, he was into the, you know, the point two point three range, maybe, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. Any higher than point three, he probably would have been, Yeah, you would have buried him. I mean, you know, there, it's it's insane and other quick trips involved, too. Have you noticed yeah. the theme here? There's a lot of quick trips and DUIs going on. I mean, it's like the, the gas station to go to, though, I was right? just going to say, mean, too, that the more... doesn't go to a quick trip? The more quick trips you put in the state... The more OWIs are going to be involved here. Yeah, you know? exactly. Uh, and and uh, Russ and I just want to go ahead and say we are all for more quick trips. Oh yeah. Uh, if it's I if favorite. I was running for office, uh, okay, one of my one of my main campaign items would be more quick trip, <laughs> more KT, more more KT. Uh, and and what I'm saying here is you know we've got a great amount of information. Fifth OWI. Uh, over the course of really not that long, uh, 21 years, uh, and um, the 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 fact that he states he's got a drinking problem, so he's well aware of this issue, uh, yet doesn't do anything you know uh, decent about it. I mean, we're talking about this is the year 2020 when this happened. Uber, Lyft, oh yeah, everything was available. Any to sort of vehicle uh, a service like that, please. What the fuck? I mean, the fact that he's a point one away and he drove from Milwaukee yeah. to your scene, so that's an hour to come down. So I'm I'm actually going to go a little higher in this because I think he was pretty yeah. drunk when he hit that car. And he, and he failed all of the other tests as well. So I got a number. I mean, I'm good. Yeah. I, I I got my number. What are you thinking on three? Not yet. I okay, I need a moment. A little bit. Yeah. Um. Yeah, why don't you talk to the kids and uh, and I'll and I'll think about it for a second. Yeah, I mean, like you just got to kind of break it down a little bit. Um, you know, he hit a car, so he was almost at blackout point, but he wasn't blacked out. He didn't fall asleep. He didn't go down. Mm-hmm. He has experience, so therefore, I'm dropping it. You know, from the blackout stage, the four can. I'm right. dropping it a little bit, which that's where I'm at right now. And I got my number. I know exactly what I'm going for here. So I have an idea, um, but I don't know. 
Can you survive this number that I've got in my head? You got a big number? I think so. Okay. Well, mine, uh, let's mine, just Okay. Let's do it. We'll on, meet in the middle. On 3 and then we'll we'll discuss where we're at, okay? 1 2 3 16. 20. Okay, so we got to meet in the middle, 18 okay. loco. I could, you know, he's like, I he, can survive he that. did black out at his max peak, so he hit 16 loco no matter what. Because the blackout, right. when he hit the car, he's like, oh, shit, I need to wake up and you right. know, maybe smacking himself in the face a little bit. So, well, yeah. And isn't that funny that a, something like that can almost instantly sober you up to, to a oh, degree? Oh, yeah, because you're like, oh, shit, I'm going to get in trouble for it, this. Like, your driving isn't going to get significantly yeah. better. And if it wasn't for uh, the, the rat man, if you will, the guy who followed him all the way to Racine, like, right. this guy might not have been caught. You know, right. like, he could have got away. He could have hit that car and just kept driving off, but he's done so which now. Is a, which is a shame because, you know, you, you hit a car. Imagine that guy who's, whose car is parked. That would suck. And then he walks out in the morning. And his car and, and, and maybe this, maybe that guy, maybe the guy... You know, maybe he was also out drinking that night, but left his car at home and he did the right thing. He called Uber or Lyft or whatever, uh, or maybe he got a ride home from, you know, a, a, a sober driver. And then all of a sudden he comes out and his fucking car is still hit. And he's yeah, like, yeah. So are you kidding me, man? Right. And uh, so, I mean, I really feel for, you know, all of the individuals that could have been hurt exactly. by this. And then also the individual who got his car, you know, wrecked for, you know, one night, a little fun for this guy. And and you know he's got this big of a record here, so so let's let's go meet in the middle. Then we're going eighteen, 18 local, eighteen yeah. local. It's on the gavel, Eric. All right, today we're here with Bernard from uh, Runaway Micropub and Nana Brewery in Burlington, Wisconsin. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, thanks, guys. Yeah. So uh, first off, can you give us a little information about how um, the uh, Runaway Micropub got started and uh, just just a little bit of background on you guys? Yeah, sure. So um, I was an avid home brewer for about 15 years. I also own a property management company, which we house our offices in kind of the historic district in Burlington, Wisconsin, and outgrew our building, moved out of it. And during that time, we, uh, like a lot of small town Wisconsin historic districts, we had a lot of uh, empty storefronts because everything was kind of moving out towards the bypasses that go around the small towns. So uh, I was on my way up to Canada fishing and decided to write a business plan to do something for the community with the building and uh, came back with a nano brewery business plan and talked my wife into rolling with it. Awesome. Hey, and she agreed to it. You can't beat that, to be best. honest. Exactly. <laughs> so cool. It, it, wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't a yes on the first date, but <laughs> yeah. a couple glasses of beer later, yeah. Oh, awesome. And so we got to ask, too, um, is there any new brews we need to check out or any brews you recommend us come and check out? Yeah. So one of the things we do here is we like to partner with a lot of other local businesses in the area. So a couple of the cool beers coming out now, we're rolling in the fall. We have a, a graft beer. So a graft is kind of a, a, a different type of beer. It comes from a Stephen King novel, um, but it's a partial malt beer, and then you, you bring in some apple cider into it, into the boil. Oh, nice. Yum. And uh, we get all fresh apples, apple cider from the Brightonwoods Orchard, which is right outside of town here. So, yeah. So that one's really cool. Yeah, funny thing on the uh, graph. That's from the Dark Tower series, correct? I'm kind of a nerd, too, so... Correct. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not even a Stephen King nerd. It's just somebody <laughs> like one of our customers brought in the idea. Oh, cool. And, That's yeah, awesome. I know the guy who owns the orchard, and we just rolled with it. Awesome. And then, I love that. Yeah, it's super cool. And then, uh, yeah, well, where else were you going to go on your next beer here? We're excited to hear. Uh, the other things we're moving into is um, kind of some darker beers. We got our peanut butter porter we'll be working on. And then uh, also like a salted um, 
caramel pastry stouts. So um, kind of a, a nice winter warmer moving into the cold weather. Yeah. Um, a beer we just put on tap, which is really popular, is what's called a grotzer. So a grotzer is a, a, a Polish smoked wheat ale, and it has some really cool history about how it came about where they had these farmers in Poland had this wheat they didn't know what to do with, so they smoked it and made beer with it. Awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what we got going right now. Awesome. And, yeah, we just wanted to check to you. I know, obviously, like – Everybody's been having some issues with the uh, COVID, but we want to right. see if there are any events coming up um, for our listeners to go and stop out or just to stop out for any reason. Sure. We just got over our big Oktoberfest, so uh, yeah. we're located like on this small little curved street right in the heart of downtown Burlington. Oh, so cool. We, we pull a special permit and close that off. So we had a lot of cool like Milwaukee German dancers and musicians and wood carving shoe guys. So awesome. definitely put that on your calendars for next year. Coming up, we have live music every Saturday, so that's another one of our missions is to support the local artists. So all of our music events are uh, free to attend. Uh, so we got Nicole Nystrom coming up um, October 16th. And then October 23rd, we have Mackenzie O'Brien, who's a Nashville recording artist. Oh, that's nice. going to be live in the tap room. Yeah, it, it, that's what that's our big thing too is support local music. So that's awesome that you guys yeah. do that. Like I, I love local Wisconsin music. It's it's hard to believe some of the talent we have in our state. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's incredible. All right. Thank you so much for coming on today. Um before we let you go, we always ask our guests a few questions to find out how Wisconsin are you. Are you ready for this one? Do it. All right. So the first one I got for you, um, beer brats. Um, is there a beer from Runaway you recommend us try to uh, make a beer brat with? Yeah, absolutely. One of our staples is uh, Railway Red. It's a red ale. Um, it's perfect for beer brats. We actually have a, a local sausage maker, uh, Hometown Sausage out in East Troy. He makes brats for us that we serve with the Railway Red. Oh, cool. That sounds awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm putting red, that one on my list. I was just going to say a red is uh, like an amber. They're, they're something. So I mean, they just really work with brats. Oh, man, it's incredible. So the next one we got for you is, uh, have you ever been to Summerfest? And uh, do you have a band that you really love seeing there? I have been to Summerfest. I think some of my favorite bands are some of the bands that play on smaller stages. So I saw yeah. my favorite probably was James back in, in the late 90s, a band called James. Nice. Cool. Yeah, no, that's awesome, especially, like, those, like, 90s Milwaukee bands. And, like, what was it, like, the Guffs, which was, like, taking over. Yeah, yeah, the Guffs and, like, just all those, like, small bands. Actually, they were in Burlington at the Chocolate Festival there. Yeah. Actually, which was pretty cool. I believe they were, yep. That's awesome. And so the next question we got, which is kind of controversial, but uh, what do you consider to be up north Wisconsin? Oh, I would say up north Wisconsin, I consider, like, Hayward, Manaqua. Oh, yeah. That's That's up up north. Oh, yeah. Awesome. And so the next one we got for you, um, a supper club that you've been to, do you have a favorite one you recommend going to? I do. I'm actually heading out there tonight for a birthday party. It's called the Duck Inn. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We've been to the Duck Inn. Um, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that's my favorite one. It's right outside Elkhorn there, kind of on Highway yeah, A. Yeah, Delavan, uh, uh, Delavan area, Delavan Dairy Inn. Yeah, what of. is that? Is that 89 and A, I think, or something yeah. like that? So, yeah, that's one of my favorite yeah. ones. I love that. Their fish fry is awesome, and just they have that old-school feel, that uh, dark wood walls, taxidermy. The bar that's like, <laughs> I mean, it is. It's it's it seems almost medieval. It's uh, yeah. <laughs> such an yeah. awesome place. I love that place. Yeah. All right, so the next one we got for you. Um, if you – okay, so this one – 
All right, you know, I'm going to skip this one. Okay, so I got a question for you. Have you ever tailgated at a Brewers, Packers, or a Badgers game, or all three? All three. Oh, the trifecta. trifecta. You hit it. Holy smokes. We haven't had one of those in a while. Which one is your favorite to tailgate at? Oh, man, I've been to some really cold Packers games, so I'm going to say the Badgers. Yeah, yeah, the Badgers have pretty good. The jump around experience is yeah. just something you've never seen. Until yeah, you've honestly, can't it. you can't go wrong, you know, any which way. But yeah, there's just uh, something about uh, you know hanging out on college game day, uh, enjoying that. You know, I I I just I I haven't participated uh, in jump around. I haven't been to Camp Randall, but I've been around the stadium during games and stuff, and it is a whole electric. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, the, the whole city is is all red that day. Yeah, it's a ton of fun. All right, so we got a couple more for you before we let you go. One's just kind of a funny one. Um, do you happen to have a Quick Trip uh, rewards card? I do not. You don't? Okay, that's not a point against you, though. Not everyone does. No, I just you're missing I do out on the rewards. Probably every other day, I just don't have a reward. <laughs> you got to get it. You're missing out. You get the free coffee oh, once yeah. in a while, a free sandwich sometimes. You can choose your reward. Yeah, you can yeah. choose your reward. All right, and so the last one I got for you, and this one's always hard for a brewery. I mean, obviously, besides Runaway Micropub and Nano Brewery, which we will be visiting soon, by the way, and yes. stop out and say hi, is there another brewery, brewery tour, or a tap room that you want you recommend to our listeners? And it doesn't have to be in Wisconsin either. Sure. I mean, the, the two that, I mean, if you're coming down this way, the two other ones I highly recommend are ones we do collaborations with. Sure. One is called Dooster Becks out in uh, Delavan kind of located out on the farm, really cool place, great beers. Yeah, and we the had them on the show. Tuck- those oh, guys, we did, awesome. Those guys are awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so we brew with them once in a while. They have a little bit bigger system than we do, so when we want to do like a large batch of a sour beer, we'll call up Ben and he'll invite us out there to awesome. brew yeah. it with them, and then we kind of split it. Uh, the other one, if you're going out that route, is uh, it's not technically a brewery, uh, but it's a meadery called The Hive. Yeah. That's in East Troy. Awesome. So, yeah. especially for people who have never had mead before, uh, that's a really cool place to visit. It is, yeah, and and I think, you know, uh, I, I love that uh, that you do the collaborations with uh, the other local area uh, breweries or or meaderies. You know, they're. Um, that I've always said that the the camaraderie that exists between uh, the micros and nano breweries that exist here in the state is amazing. Like there's no comp- there's not it's not competition. It's um, you know everybody. There's so much beer. Let you know you don't don't make everybody choose. You just have everybody drink. You know all the beer. Exactly. Yeah. So we all work together. If one of us short on a on a yeast or a malt, I mean we just call each other up and run out there and pick it up cool i love it we're competitors yes but the more you know we all work together you know we were actually just talking about this we grew up in elkhorn was kind of our hometown um but yeah we wish like you guys were around when we were in high school we had some fake ids in the early 2000s because it would have been nice to get some craft (laughs) beer you know what i mean because we crap yeah oh yeah we always had to have domestics is all we'd have we had to pay our buddies to go get some red dog but i wish we had all these like just good beers to drink back then you know yeah. like it's just awesome we don't see a lot of, we don't we don't see a lot of underage people trying to get in here because i just don't think they want to spend six seven bucks for a yeah beer. oh no not they're at all not rich you know yeah, yeah exactly yeah. they're moving shopping carts around yeah. making five bucks an hour exactly. so. <laughs> but bernard thank you so much for your time on this sunday i'm so glad we were able to have you on like i said two of our guests were just talking you guys up and uh, we met them all at the third space uh, anniversary 
And uh, they were just talking you guys up. And I'm so glad you took the time this Sunday to talk with us about your brewery. And uh, we look forward to stopping out and seeing you. Yeah, I look forward to it. I hope all your listeners stop out too. Oh, yeah, awesome. they will for sure. Bernard, thank you so much. All right, guys. All, all right, right, go all right, pack. Have a good Sunday. Right. Yeah, bye. All right, that concludes this episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. If you enjoyed this vulgar display of Wisconsin, please like and subscribe on whatever streaming platform you prefer. And remember to hit the bell on YouTube to be notified when we release new content. Also, if you have any suggestions or ideas for future episodes, please send us an email at widrunkenhistory at gmail.com or head over to our Facebook and Instagram pages. Thanks again for listening. And remember, as always, watch out for deer on your way home.